this morning. Good, my name is Glenn Wolf. I'm one of the staff pastors here, and uh, I'm excited to be bringing this word to you. Can you turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 1? And as you're doing that, would you stand to your feet one more time this morning? And I want us to join with Pastor Tom as we sing uh, this song, just that God's with us. It's going to make sense, I promise you, as, as I uh, speak to you this morning. Pastor Tom, would you lead us? There's no end to your love. There's no end to your love. You're with us. You're with us. There's nothing in this world that could take you away. You're with us. You're with us. There's no end to your love. There's no end to your love. You're with us. You're with us. There's nothing in this world that could take you away. You're with us. You're this morning. Can we turn this mic up some more? Go ahead and stay standing right where you are. I, I don't know about you, but there's been a, um, a disconnect in my life, if I can be transparent. Uh, and let me explain it like this. It, it's been easy for me to believe that God's with him. And it's been easy for me to believe that God's with her. And it's easy for me to believe that God's with them. But it's, it's harder to believe that that same God is, is with me. And I don't know about you, but if we could be completely transparent, I think there's been, I think there's a gap sometimes in our life and in our faith when between the way we perceive God being with someone else and the gap being between that and then God being with us. And, and this morning, I feel like I'm just on assignment to, to try to close that gap because I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life where fear or failure or mistake has has brought me to a place where I'm like, well, God, you must be with them. But I've, because of so-and-so and because of this and because of that, and, and I, you, you're probably not with me. And uh, and so my main point this morning is this. Maybe if you could repeat this after me. Say, God's not just with them. God's with me. Now, come on, you can do better than the first service. Let's do that one more time. God's not just with them. He's with me. One more time. You're getting it. You're getting it this morning. God's not just with them. Come on. He's with me. I didn't know a more appropriate place to prove that point to you than right here in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. And let me read this with you. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not expose her to public dis disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, it's from God. And she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. You can say amen to that. 
if that wasn't written in the Bible, we might as well go to Panera and get our breakfast on a little earlier. Come on, that's why we're here this morning. It's because he sent his son Jesus to pay for our sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. And Joseph woke up, did what the angel Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home as his wife. And, but he did not cons consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and they did what God told them to. They gave him the name Jesus. The title of this subject, or the title of this title, this message, Emmanuel, God with us. He's not just with them, God's with, okay, he's not just with them, he's with Father, thank you. Thank you that you are Emmanuel. Thank you that you are God with us. Lord, and I pray that you would use me to speak to people this morning. God, I thank you. We're not here to listen to the messenger. We're here to listen to the message. And that's you. And so, God, I pray that you would speak right where we are today. I pray you'd speak to our hearts, encourage our faith. God, realign things in us. We are ready to receive from you in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Would you put your hands together one more time and give God a praise as you're seated. You can sit down. How many of you have been married uh, longer than a day? How many of y'all are married? All right. How many of y'all have been married longer than uh, three years? I can put my hand up for that one. How many of you have been married longer than uh, eight years? Are you keeping your hand up? We're going to see. How many of you have been married longer than uh, 15 years? All right, how many longer than uh, 20 years? 25? All right, 30? 30, is that, is, how long have you been married? 32 years, she gets the prize. How long have you guys been married? 33? Jesus died at 33. I'm, I'm just joking, I'm just joking. My, 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 this actually, my mother-in-law, my, my, my father-in-law, my in-laws, that's the word. Come on, give me a hand. 33 years. Well, me and my wife, we've been, uh, we just celebrated our four-year uh, anniversary, and um, it's, it's just been incredible being married to her, stealing my father-in-law's daughter. It was incredible. Stole her from him, and, uh, and uh, she is just unbelievably attractive and smart all at the same time. And yes, I did wear a white suit on my wedding. I am that guy, all right? It happened. It was awesome. I don't have film anywhere, but uh, it was awesome. And, uh, you know, as I was thinking about how to illustrate this message to you this morning about God being with you, honestly, there's nothing that could even compare, uh, if we could be really honest, about trying to give an illustration that compares to what God has done. I mean, am I right? I mean, there really is. It, it, it's beyond our, our carnal being. It's beyond our natural So here, I, I, as I was reminiscing about our anniversary, I just remembered uh, when we used to date in college. And dating in college is awesome, uh, or at least it sounds awesome, especially when you're in high school. How many of y'all ever watched Saved by the Bell when you grew up? Remember college days? Oh, snap. I was like, yeah, I am Zach Morris, except I've got puffy red hair and braces. The only difference. 
wants to be with you. Yes, you're awesome. Smart class. Yes, he wants to be with you and be with you. Just be with you. Just a big shaking and just be with you, right? So that's his MO in all of this situation. And what happens? We fall short, right? The writer of Genesis, right? We sin. Adam and Eve sin. We know the thieves fall. Come on, man. Buck up this morning. My wife ain't here today. My mother-in-law's probably texting her right now. We sin. And what happened? We sin, and now, and now there's a chasm. There's a gap between the original uh, plan of God and us. Now the relationship that God wants with you, now we have a problem. Now we have an issue, and it's called sin, which can separate us from God. We are born into sin. And here's the amazing thing is God didn't leave us there. In fact, when you look at the Bible, let me just teach you something this morning. If you open up your Bible, the first five books are the Torah. They're the law. It's teaching you how to repent of sin so that you can stay in right relationship with God. But we need to understand, let me teach you something this morning. All the first five books of the Bible is pointing to the ultimate sacrifice, which is Jesus. Because, because a cow or, or some type of sacrifice could only sacrifice sin for a season. But Jesus can sacrifice sin for eternity. That's how good he is. Oh, man, this is good. You can shout at me and run around the room if you want. I'm cool with that. So what does he do? He sends his son. He sends Jesus. He sends him for you and I, and we don't deserve it, do we? We don't deserve to be in right relationship with God. We've all made mistakes. We've all fallen short. That's what the Bible says in Romans. But God wants to be with you today. I just want to encourage you. It's all right. But, you know, my question is, is, is why is son? How many of y'all have kids in the room? How many of y'all actually have a son? Have you ever read this passage and just been blown away? Have you ever, have you ever looked your boy in the eye and thought about what God has done for you? His son. Why his son? I mean, I mean, why theologically his son? Why biblically his son? I know it's a good story. find 
all of this here in Matthew chapter 1, all this theology, all this doctrine is right here in Matthew chapter 1. We need to get this. We need to teach this to everybody. Because he's not just with you either. He's with everybody, right? He's with your co-worker. He's with a free sister. I'm giving you a three-point sermon right now. Listen, in the virgin birth, proves his perfection and his humanity all at the same time. Let, let, me, let, me, let me walk you through this. Are you good? Can we, can we go there? Listen, he was completely human because his mom was a human. This isn't rocket science. Mary was a human, and that made him fully human. Now, here's the deal. He was completely sinless because he was conceived of the Holy Spirit, which means even with, it's not that he just didn't sin outside of the womb, that even in his actual birth, even in the actual start and the origin of him becoming a child inside of Mary's womb, it was perfect, even from the beginning. If he would have had a heavenly, if he would have had an earthly father, it would have been a, a foul seed, but it was a perfect seed. He is the only one on the planet that can actually be a spotless lamb, even from the beginning. He is not a perfect guy. He's not perfect at all. It's okay. You can worship all you want to. So, but then he's also fully God because he is God's son. So he's fully man because he's because he's Mary's son. He's completely sinless because he's conceived of the Holy Spirit, and he's fully God because God is his Father. And listen, he is the only one that can pay the price for your sins. There is no other way you and I are going to heaven without that sacrifice. Here's the amazing thing. He says, that God, that same Jesus, the Bible says this in Matthew chapter 1. It says he's Emmanuel, God with us. It doesn't say with them. It doesn't say with her. It doesn't say if you have this much money. It doesn't say if you look like that. He says he's God with us, not just for the Jew, but for everybody. He is God with us. He's Emmanuel. And I know it's easy for us to get to a place where we would say, okay, I get it. He came to let us know how great he is and how horrible we are. And so that so that inside of that, you know, he's going to get us to a place where we, we realize that we stink, he's great, and he made a way so that we don't have to stink anymore and so that we can be great like him. Can I tell you, that is not the memo. That is not his message. If you're opening up your Bible, that's what you're saying. You're missing the origin of what he's about and what he's doing. I'll tell you the message. There's a lot of us Christians that are giant hammers with like gigantic perch. And he's like up in heaven, like, wham, wham. You know, like one day you're going to get to heaven, you're going to like walk by it. And you're like, I told you. I knew it. You know, like that's not the case. That's not his MO. Can I tell you what his MO is? Can I tell you what his message is? tell you from the beginning of time his message is really simple I want to have a relationship with you that's it I, I want to be Emmanuel God with you and it's not that this, this message didn't start here in Matthew chapter 1 it started before he, before he rose from the dead three days ago Jesus is coming for us and he's not just with them he's with what he's with us he's with us you know, and he's an eminent and transcendent God. Let me explain this to you. Let me get this in here. Not go this deep, that's awesome. He's eminent, which means he's very close. He's transcendent, which means he's far. Now let me explain. Transcendent.
absolutely. And I love that side of our God, don't you? I love the fact that no matter what I'm going through, he has a bigger picture. It's like Google Maps, you know, like you can get really close, or you can zoom that sucker all the way out, and you can see the whole thing as it's spinning around. You know what I'm talking about? Like, we love that side of our God. We love the fact that he's a transcendent God. He transcends time. He transcends space. He is unbelievably sovereign. He's big. It's, it's great. Those times is when it comes in, you're like, God, take care of him. You know, take care of her because you're big and you can do it. And you hold the whole, you hold the whole world in your hand. But here's the deal. He's not just transcendent. He's imminent. What that means is this. It's like he's as close as a brother. The Bible says the same God that holds the world in your hand, the Bible says in Psalms that he touches every human thought and thought. It's the same God. And it seems like we know God very well as the understand this big God, the judge, the, 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 we can wrap our brain around that, but it, it seems like it's a little bit harder for us to understand the God. Like the and I, you know, I can tell, I can tell people's theology is going to make them feel good. I can see people when they, when they only see a transcendent God, that as they're, as they're in corporate worship, even like today, it's very easy to, to just kind of, it's, it's kind of a corporate up there somewhere, but he's probably somewhere else. Um, he's probably not necessarily here at this moment, but he's transcendent, and, and so we're offering praise, uh, we're expecting him to be a part of it, but you can tell the people that when they're standing up, it's an as an eminent God. And you can see them in their worship going, God, thank you. You got me through this week. You know, God, my son, he's really struggling. more focused on being with you than being mad at you. So you're the good dad in the world. You're more focused on being with you than being mad at you. I don't know what 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 areas of getting that from you, but I can tell you this. Every time I feel the longing, I'm going to be with you out there. That's a transcendent God. That is not a mad God. He loves you. Can I tell you this too? If you Statement to 
not just godly parents, a godly parent. Listen to this, this God. And I don't know about you, but this blows me away. Tom, you can go ahead and come back to the screen for us if you want. This, this blows me away. This, this makes me and my wife in our marriage want to consecrate ourselves even more. This, this makes me want to give my, my time, my energy, my resources to God. This, this makes me want to want to pursue Him more. This makes me want to take my relationship with Him more because I'm not doing it out of obligation. I'm not doing it up there because He's just, you know, He's just trying to, to hammer out the law. No, no, no. No, that's not the way this is working. He sent His Son to start a relationship with me because even before time, He wanted to be with me. And I want to challenge you this morning, church. Let's get that out of our vocabulary. I don't want you to ever, once again, I'm not Young Papa will speak to you this morning. Don't ever, don't ever in your life again think in your heart, God, you must be with them, but you're not with me. Don't do that. Paul says he fought the fight of faith. It's there. We, we, we see what we don't see. Come on, who is with you? We see it in Deuteronomy. God with us. He's God with us. Would you stand to your feet all across this place? He's not just with them. He's with what? He's with us. And you know, Paul understood this revelation. I want to speak to you this. I want to read you this passage found in the book of Romans. Man, oh, this is good. I can't handle it. Pastor Tom's good looking. Especially when he plays the keys, he's even better looking. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. You can say amen at any point here, all right? If this is, if you would like to link up faith with, with Paul back in the day, he had this revelation of how good God is. Listen, listen, listen. He had a lot of trials. I'm not talking about not having trials. I'm not saying that God being with you doesn't mean you go through trials. It means that you have God with you during your trials. He's going to pull you through during your trials. It doesn't make a difference what you're going through. He's not going to eliminate the trials. Listen, he's not going to eliminate the trials because he, he's because he's growing us. Because maybe maybe God's got a bigger picture with you than just you uh, having your personal goals met. Maybe God's got a bigger picture with you than you just having your mortgage paid off. That is awesome. But maybe he's more interested in being with you than paying off your mortgage. I'll be honest with you. Maybe he's more focused on trying to get something inside of your character, and that's why you are where you are. you got to wrestle that in your own life with God. But he wants to be with you. That's his M.O. That's, and isn't that our M.O.? Isn't that our motivation? Is That's why we're here. That's why we do what we do. It's because he is a great God, and we respond to him. Adoration, we respond to him in worship, we love him, and listen to what Paul says. Like I said, you can say amen to this if you'd like to. He says, What then shall we say in response to all of these things? All of this stuff. If God is for us, 
Come on. If God is for us, then who can be against us? Come on. If he's for you, if he's with you, who can be against us? And then he answers why in verse 32. He said, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, he will not also, along with him, graciously give us all things. He wants to give you all things. I promise you, he didn't send his son so that you could be aggravated your whole life. No, the cross was too, it was too big of a, of a price to pay. He sent his son so that you could be blessed and so you could be favored. Verse 38, oh man, it says, for I am convinced. We need some convincing. We need to walk out of here convinced with our faith. Maybe 2012 was a, was a tough year for you. Maybe 2012 was a, was a kind of unconvincing year. But I don't know about you. I think it's time that we walk out of this place convinced. Convinced that God's going to do something great in our heart and in our life. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height or death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He's not just God with them. Come on, he's with you. He's with me. Can we sing that song out one more time? Maybe it'll it'll have a little bit of a different connotation to it. Can we sing it, Tom? There's no end to your love. There's no end to your
message of God wanting to be with me. I've never heard it like this, maybe, or, or it's just illuminated in my heart today, and I want to start a relationship with Jesus. If you're making the biggest decision of your life, I'm going to count to three. I want you to lift your hand in this place if that's you. Say, yeah, this is my moment. I, I want to be with God. One, two, three. If that's you, lift your hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see everybody else in this place. Nobody but the Lord. Come on, your past is about to be your past, man. God's giving you a fresh start. Responding to what God has done on the cross. Anybody else? Five more seconds. Man. This is your moment. Say, yeah, I'm in. I want a relationship with God. Let's pray together. If you lifted your hand, I especially want you to pray this prayer with me, and I believe we're going to start a journey with God together. And uh, let's say this together. Say, God, come on, say, God, I recognize today you are God, and I'm not. I also recognize today that I am a sinner in need of a Savior, a Messiah. And God, you sent Jesus to pay for my sin so that I can be with you. Thank you. Forgive me of my sin. Teach me how to walk in your ways. From this point on, I confess you as Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we put our hands together and give those that made a decision a huge hand clap. One more thing in this moment here. Um, I'd like to pray over you. I just want to ask you a really simple question. You know, maybe you're there today and you really know God. I'm not talking about knowing God. You know that God's real, but you really haven't fighting the idea that God is really seemingly with them more than you. And uh, more with her than, than with you. And, 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 and I, I want to pray with you and, and for you. If, if that's you, nobody looking around. Could we close our eyes? Because I don't, this isn't an embarrassing moment, but you'd say right here, you'd say, yeah, that's to me, Pastor, would you pray for me that, that, because I've been feeling like God has been more with them, and I just need God to renew my faith, I need God to re-encourage my heart, I just, I'm ready to walk out of here different, really putting, really knowing that God is with me, if that's you, would you lift your hand, I want to pray with you very quickly, all across this place, I see that hand, I see that hand, anybody else, yeah, don't be ashamed, I see those hands, hands are all over the place, anybody else, I want to pray over you today, that God would strengthen you, that he would give you, make you full of faith this morning. Let's pray. Father, I pray in Jesus' name, God, that the power of your cross would become revelation to us. And with every hand that's lifted in this place, God, we come in agreement. Lord, I pray you'd show yourself strong in their life. God, I don't know what they need today. I don't know what they're going through today, but I know you are a provider. Lord, I pray today that you would show yourself strong in them, that they would know without a shadow of a doubt this week, this month, that you are not just God with somebody in the distance. You are God with them today. Lord, I pray for jobs, that people need jobs in this place. God, I pray for finances and resources, that people need, need resources today. God, ultimately, beyond all of that, Lord, I pray a relationship with you would be what we are after today. We love you. We bless you. Thank you for being God with us.
Well, let's give Pastor Glenn a great big hand for bringing that word. Hallelujah. Sunday, our children will be ministering to Charlie Brown Christmas. We'll have children here at the time of worship this morning. And I really encourage you to tell us that you bring them to the big family meeting. Try to get more children to the table. But we have a little brochure that looks like this. It's your ticket to bring someone. And on the back, it tells of all the activities that are coming up here. It talks about the On the Air, which is going to be our uh, adult program with two weeks of the Christmas Eve services. I'd love to. Great anticipation, look, great hope for the return of my Savior. Amen? May God is with you. Go and bless one another, encourage one another, have a great week. Thank you.